Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. It is Thursday. It is our discussion show. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. James and Lacey with me, as always. Uh, tomorrow, uh, a week from tomorrow, marks the return of The Mandalorian, which means the Mando fan show is coming back, baby! We are coming back, but this time, doing it live, guys. We're doing it live! Mando fan show live! Uh, I know we talked about it on Monday a little bit, but you got to promote yourself, right? So uh, you guys fired up about uh, season two of the Mando fan show. What is this? <laughs> I don't like the like. Oh, season two of the Mando fan this show. This season yeah, okay. on our podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. It's weird, though, because like we kind of kept it going with the legacy stuff. And now it's the like gallery, yeah. chapter 21 chapter nine <laughs> like, right. kind of we do know. keep track of the episode numbers of the mando fan show so it's gonna be like episode... we're just gonna have to start over and pretend that nobody noticed or do like 2.1 yeah i don't know yeah yeah oh two two yeah mandalorian the mando fan show 201 yeah something like that yeah. and we My can go back and rename all the episodes when we tweeted the new logo <laughs> someone was like i read this as john's voice the back baby. Oh, it's back baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. I think what's uh, what's going to be fun doing the live show is we would ask people as soon as they watch the Mandalorian to use hashtag #MandoFando with their thoughts on the episode, and we would pull them. But now we can pull comments right from the live chat if people are watching along. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite parts of the live streams we've done, even though we've only done a couple, is that immediate interaction because they can hear what we're saying and like bounce off that and i love i love that so right. i think it's going to add an element especially when we have we're going to have guests you know so i think yeah. it's going to just add a, a, a another level of energy and i'm really excited to do uh the mando fan show like day of mandalorian that's gonna be cool so yeah it's gonna be fun and yeah. you know our resistance officers over on patreon have supported us in a way that allow us to do stuff like this live stream like we've upgraded our quality and all the stuff over the past year. And this is just another example of like us just going that much further to provide quality yeah. content for you guys. So that's exciting. Um, speaking of content, uh, Star Wars gaming content, you, I, I obviously don't have a system or anything. Uh, Lacey, you do. You you don't have squadrons yet though, right? I don't. I have other stuff going on. Yeah, other I don't stuff have the go- time. A lot of going on. Uh, mm-hmm. James, you... Uh, dabble in squadrons a little bit. I, I guess you could say dabble. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> much of a gamer. Um, I did not do this for any of the other games that came out. I always did the the YouTube video thing, and I started doing that with squadrons. But uh, thanks to the old family video, right? <laughs> Called up family video, and I family said, video. "Hey, do you guys have squadrons?" And the guy was like. I mean, this. To it, I mean, it always takes you back, right? Immediately, like to the '90s or whatever. He's like, "Uh, we only have one copy. Uh, it's checked out right now, uh, but it'll be back on Wednesday." So I called Wednesday morning, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it here. You want me to hold it for you? I'll hold- I'm supposed to put it back. I'll hold it for you the rest of the day when when you coming in, you know, whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, you know." And I talked to him about prices or whatever. So it was, I believe, it was eight ninety nine for five days. So we rented it. And we played through like, you know, probably a quarter of the story one night and then another day, like a Saturday where we had all day, we went from like noon to nine and we just like 
flew through the rest of the um, story mode, pun intended. Uh, and it was great. Um, it's good. I just I just wanted to have an idea a little bit of like the controls and you know the different uh, way the different ships fly and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it I think uh, I have a good grasp on that game now, even though I didn't play uh, multiplayer. Do you have a, a specific a room away from the chaos of the household that you get to like play the games in? Is there no, like I a... just went to his house. Oh, you went to his house? Okay. Oh, but did... no, but yeah, no, there was absolute chaos because his uh, dog okay. is like one of those never settles down dog. Um, and we also yeah. brought over Bennett. So for like two hours, they were consistent. I was playing the game a lot like this, like Bennett off off bennett no <laughs> no <laughs> oh my god all right yeah. well, okay a whole lot of that sounds amazing but yeah. when am i gonna get my family video shirt <laughs> i don't know family video sponsor the pod let's, uh, let's get come a... to connecticut family video let's merge I miss videos yeah um all right. I mean, that still blows my mind. As a guy who used to work in a video store, that, that that's I loved that's video stores. I loved browsing in video stores, and even if I went and like didn't find anything, just like the process. My favorite I'm, part. Yeah. I'm a browser. I won't get too into this because we're a family friendly podcast. My favorite part of working in a video store were those guys that would walk in, and then they would go to the new releases until everyone left the store, and then they mosey on over to that closet. <laughs> You always knew it. Yet they always had that look on their face. You knew exactly where they were going, but they wanted to make sure everyone left because it's a small town. Everyone cleared out. That's so awkward. Yeah, it's more. It's more awkward <laughs> when they hand you the title and you're like, "Oh boy." It's okay. even more awkward when you realize it's your friend's dad. There were some people that you're like, "I know you from," and "Oh boy," but anyway, <laughs> Coach uh, Wilson. <laughs> If we are a Star Wars <laughs> podcast and Star Wars is for kids and families and all that good stuff, right? So let's do what we do here and uh, fire up Will of the Force, James. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Will of the Force this week is back with four questions. All, all questions are from resistance officers this week. And that's why we want to say if you want to become a resistance officer, you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And at the major label and up, you can submit topics to Will the Force uh, and become part of the show. And uh, not to mention, you know, just everything else that goes on there. Obviously, we do like the the bonus questions and the, the poll chats and the monthly Q&A and all sorts of other stuff. And that Discord, baby, that Discord baby i see people right now as we're recording they're like who wants to play squadrons who's in who's jumping in like and they're like throwing each other's gamer tags at each other and they're making their own squadrons it's great so come and join uh the party before we go too further though i do want to give a shout out to the patreon generals our resistance officers that are at the top tier those people are carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john reesey Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gellner. Guys, thank you so much for your service. Um, and let's get into the questions. 
Um, the first one is coming from Commander Cam Ray, and Cam Ray wants to know, will Darth Plagueis be brought back by being explored to some extent in a streaming series? Lacey, you're going first on this one. Are we going to see Darth Plagueis in a streaming series on Disney Plus? No, we will not. I don't think this is a priority right now. So no, we will not. Mm, okay. That's my simple answer this time. All right. John, what do you think? No, we will not. That you want this though, don't you? 90% yes. You get Seriously? That? I think everybody's skipping past my thing. All right, never mind. Um, the Emperor line? You <laughs> yeah, want this? You want yeah. this. Um, don't you? That's pretty good. Um yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I agree, Lacey. It's, you know, you say it's not priority now, but they're not going anywhere. So I think eventually down the line, they're going to revisit because a lot of people really, even if they don't like EU very much, they really did like the James Lucino Plagueis novel. Um, and they a lot of people are pulling for that story to be told, you know, where our big bad villain told us he had a master. We want to see this guy we want to meet this guy see what this is all about so um i think eventually we will get some sort of young palpatine darth Plagueis type of thing and um disney plus would be a great spot for it so um i'm not saying anytime soon i'm not saying tom hiddleston i know that's people's big thing i think eventually when the time is right they're gonna make that story and um we're gonna see it in some way or another because I, 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 are we ever, it's either we're going to see Plagueis in canon in live action one day or it's never going to happen. And I got to lean more towards we're going to see it. So I think 90%, huh? 90. When we're in the nursing home, I'm going to call you and be like, you were wrong. <laughs> Kill me before I have to go to a nursing home, please. Um, it never lightning. happened <laughs> man it, it is tricky because I was with Lacey and I, I went into this question thinking that it wasn't going to happen but John's kind of convincing me no James that, don't yeah! do it don't I, don't do it here, I think his 90% is pretty crazy but oh. I, I do think that this is a very popular story and I think that it also reeks of the like how can we ring out original trilogy and popular characters? Out. And we definitely know just about everything that we can about Palpatine from Phantom Menace to uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, he wasn't really doing a whole lot in between. I mean, there's that era with Vader and stuff, but that feels like a cameo. That's not like his show. Um, this gives you this opportunity to kind of like side with him and like feel compelled as a character it's kind of like the those shows where like uh the main character is like a murderer but you're like but i kind of get it <laughs> like you dexter i guess yeah dexter's coming back by the way dexter's yeah, get coming out back here. Dexter sucks. but anyway um no i i i think it's it's possible i do think it's possible so camry um i don't know if you're yaying or naying this but i imagine if you're asking us it's probably because you're you want us to say yes we think it is going to happen so cam that's at yay. least cam. two yeses cam forgive yay. me cam right. forgive me cam yay cam yay forgive um me. okay let's move on to the next one uh <laughs> commander lando c uh new patron of ours uh wanted to know will sabine wren take back the dark saber yet again 
uh, to bring the relic back to its rightful possessor by the end of Mandalorian season two. Uh, John, you're going first one on. You're going first on this one. No, that's what I meant to say. She won't. No, um, I'm Why? leaning towards Sabine is not going to be in the Mandalorian. Um, I think they've tried to make people think she is, but I don't know that that's going to happen. If she is, that'd be cool. Fine. Um, but um, to to inject her into the show and then have it be so much so that she possesses the dark saber. Um, that doesn't seem likely to me, so I don't think so. I, I think um, Din Djarin may end up with the dark saber. He's got he's building up his attire. It would be another nice, cool added piece to another version of his action figure um, uh, for merchandise purposes. But no, I, I don't. I'm gonna say no on Sabine being the, that one. Lacey, what do you think? Speaking of which, I would love for Hasbro to make a Force Effects Elite dark saber. Like more than the one that you have, James. Like something like legit. Um. Anyway, answer to the question. Uh, Will Sabine? No, I don't think she's in the Mandalorian. I think that people are assuming things with Sasha Banks. I don't think that she's Sabine. I think that she's some other character that we don't know yet. Um, and thus she will not bring back the dark saber. So I agree with John for once. Hmm. Um, I also agree. <laughs> don't, don't wait. <laughs> John is, uh, I don't know, acting terrible. out what he full... feels like is the <laughs> Sasha Banks character. You yeah, know who's really pulling good up at a blanket, like a, putting it over the head. A serious stare. Go look at Stephen Ford's Twitter. People post pictures of him from Teen Wolf, and he has the whole like serious. He's stare. a professional actor. He better be good at that. Yeah, he Steven. is. He's great. I'm saying learn from him. Padawan. Yeah, because Sasha Banks is winning Academy Awards. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Calm down, Sparky. Chill out. This is how the Millie Bobby Brown thing started, John. So I'd watch it. (laughs) Yeah. There's no such thing as bad publicity, James. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Anyway, yeah, I, I I agree with this too. I don't think I, I feel like the whole storyline of Sabine Wren getting the lightsaber is a rebels thing. There that we learned the character, she earned it. She learned to fight with it. She she like was able to beat Gar Saxon. Like it was it was totally a thing that was explored in the show. That's the whole thing there. And then she chose to hand it off to someone who is more uh, attuned to rule. So I th- I'm definitely with John that I think that when we look back on um, seasons one, two, and three of The Mandalorian, now that we know, like in season four or whatever, he has the dark saber has become like this epic character. Um, we're going to know why they chose to tell his story because he didn't seem like anybody who was destined to be great. Uh, and by the end of the series, you're going to realize that um, th- that one small, uh, uh, what are they called? Like the foster kids. I can't think of their names right now. Foundling. Foundling, Foundling yeah, uh, of the Mandalorian uh, would go on to, to rule or to lead them, you know, and I think that the end of the series could be like really crazy. That is a great story um, though. Like someone that they took in ends up to be their leader. That's a and good story. It's a good point, um, James, because now you have me thinking like, you know, the Mandalorian can be a very just linear, like, yes, this show's about a Mandalorian and it's 
one of them. So we're going to call mm-hmm. it the Mandalorian. But by the end, it could be that's the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, if you don't know, is like the term for the top of the line person, the person that wields the light, the dark the saber, Mandalore. Or yeah. is the. I think it's the Mandalorian. Is it not? I thought it was the, the Mandalore. Yeah, I, mean, I just you had might a be flashback right. to John and I calling yeah. it Mandaborian. Yeah. <laughs> we were wrong. Look. Which no, you guys are I just find it funny because we were not like, allowed to watch the show, but you still do, and I don't break the law. Yeah. Oh, can I, yeah, um, you know, he, another thing real quick, whatever, I already, I'm getting slammed over Sasha Banks, so, you know, people what? like the, the rumors about the, like, Cara Dune series, you know, which mm-hmm. I don't think they're true. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, But go you gotta love the people who are, like, not watching that series. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Then you probably shouldn't watch The Mandalorian either, because I have news for you. She's making money on that show, too. So you can't get on your soapbox and be like, well, I'm not going to watch that series when it comes out and like have people like, oh, you're so great. Oh, good job for you. We need to stand up for people. And then be like, oh, Mandalorian coming out. It's Cara Dune. Episode one. Like, just shut up. I've actually seen people tweet stuff about her being like, oh, I don't support her, but I'll watch the show. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, but I mean, don't be like boycotting shows because you're not genuine if you're going to watch the other show she's on. That's not my only point. that yeah. when you boycott a sh- when you boycott a show based on like an actor's choice, you're not just punishing the actor. You're punishing all the people that wrote it, worked on it, the crew members, the costume people, the makeup people. You're punishing every single human being that had something to do with that show. And yeah. then Just you better that. boycott every other show with every other horrible person. Like you better not be. You better not have a Blu-ray of Braveheart. Like just like you need to like or Baby Driver. Yeah, if you're gonna be a boycotter, like if you're gonna be like a fake and just do it for some kind of social media clout or patting your back for being some kind of like you know with it person. Just I hate that fakeness. Just don't sit there and say you're gonna boycott a show and then be like you can't wait for the Mandalorian though. Because guess what? She's getting she's cashing checks from that show. So. Just stop, please. I never know what to do in those situations where you're like, you don't like one aspect of a company, like the president or something. You know, I, I, I just right, don't know what the best way to the handle whole is. Company based All on right. the one person. Yeah, right. I get it. Um, the other thing too is like, I guarantee you that there are. All those people that we just mentioned who are also on the show uh, that are working in the special effects and all those other things, they too have opinions that you don't like. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. you know, with every single show you watch, no matter how great the lead actors are, like there's definitely like people that, or, or you know, you don't even know they have the opinions that you don't like. They just don't say them <laughs> right. in public right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Anyway, um, Commander Mark Magaha is next on our Resistance Officer World Force episode, if you will. Uh, And Mark wanted to know, will the Leslie Headland Star Wars show ever be mentioned again? His words, (laughs) not our words. But John, what do you think? I picked this because it's so interesting to me because we were just talking last week about how I don't think we've heard mom or a word about this since like April when she did an interview about um, the responsibility of doing it or something like that. Was that uh, the last time mm-hmm. we heard about this? Oh I my think. gosh, this year I, I, is like one big blur to me, I, guys. I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. Um, uh, I think yes. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where we've seen lock and key projects just like not happen. Uh, the Benioff and Wise were supposed to do multiple movies, theatrical, big blockbuster films 
They left. Where's Ryan Johnson? We can beat that over the head. The uh, stuff, yeah. yeah, the Boba Fett J- movie. There's- J.D. Willard? Is that a person? J.D. Dillard. He was supposed Dillard. to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't heard anything else about Kevin Feige's producing a movie uh, unless he's tied to Taika, right? I can only imagine so- the pro- the projects that we just never hear about. I, I think yeah. we, it's possible we hear about this again, but I'm, I'm, it would not shock me at all if this whatever she had going on, whatever's going on, goes out the window. If especially if Kathleen Kennedy leaves, so so uh, I, I'm a, will we ever hear about it again? I'll say will it ever be mentioned again? Yes, I'll say, I think so. Um, we we also mentioned on Monday's episode about how you know they were working on Mandalorian season three, like before season one was even out, and all this stuff. Stuff and we discussed this whole concept of like people get paid to actively work on projects that are still like totally blind like they don't know if they're going to go forward or not yeah 10 they're years like, in the future yeah we want you to create and, and and develop and work on this show just so that well, we can look at it and go yeah for sure we're more confident about not moving forward with that George because Lucas we just wanted to see it we wanted to right. see it 13, 13. And get it yeah the star Wars, the yeah. underworld thing that they did filming for and stuff you know and yeah that was george lucas's I mean, and it didn't Get off the ground. Yeah, that was well, that was a... said that they've worked on stuff that he, he said he was working on stuff that's like ten years from now, and then he's worked on stuff that's never seen the yeah. light of day right. or whatever. Yeah, that's absolutely one of those like trade runs. That's like George Lucas is developing a Star Wars television show. True. Yes. Did it ever come to existence? Yeah, you know what the, no. It, it maybe it's possible we never hear about her show again. Yeah, but they did announce this. This was coming from them. Which is why I think but, you are right on know. that, that we will hear from it again. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. usually, I mean, there's a couple out there that like the Ryan Johnson thing is probably the big outstanding one. But for the most part, every one of the projects that they've announced, Star Wars has announced, has come to fruition. So I got to go with yes, we are going to see this mentioned again. Um, Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're going to see it mentioned again because, like you said, James, they've already brought it up a couple times. She did an interview about it. It's been kind of in the public eye. They're going to mention it somehow. I think we're in an interesting time, guys, and I'm saying this to the people listening, um, that COVID has allowed, has provided a time where it's changed film and TV production. Not just that, but like everything, but mostly film and TV production because everybody has to be spaced out and there's guidelines and all this other stuff. And then not only that, it's provided companies an out if they need one. If <laughs> something's not going well, they have this kind of card off to the side, kind of like Lando where he's pulling it out of his sleeve and he's about to play it against Han Solo. <laughs> like they're standing by with this COVID as an excuse of, hey, it didn't work out because of COVID and no one can be mad. Like, no one can get upset or say that they didn't get what they wanted or whatever because they can just always fall back on this. And I guarantee you're going to see this excuse for the next two to three years of things that aren't happening. It just happened at Netflix. They canceled Glow already for another season because of COVID. So I guarantee that, yes, we will hear about this series again, but I could see COVID playing a role in being that easy out for companies that want to get out of a project that's either not going well or not fitting their production schedule or their vision for where certain brands are going. I think Glow when is you doing say, well. When you say play a role, do you mean 
COVID has been cast as the lead role in (laughs) Leslie Headland's role in the sense of like it's a chessboard. Solves the villain problem for Star Wars and the 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 chessboard of Star Wars. I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. If they want to get out, you know, they could say like, "Hey, it's just you know we won't be able to shoot this for a long time, and it's just not working." The COVID card, and it's not like it's unprecedented unprecedented among Star Wars news because they've said. We're pushing the movies back. Yeah, I think they're going to use supposed this to be for this productions, time. staffing. You're going to see stuff in the next two to three years, probably, where they're going to be like, oh, it's not happening anymore because of COVID. And people will just Crazy. go, oh, that sucks, It's man. definitely an awesome PR. <laughs> I guarantee publicists are like, Yes. Yes. Like My publicist, black hole for the next three years. Publicists back in 1919 were like Spanish flu. Sorry, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do that radio special. Yeah, but overall, I think they will mention this again. I don't think it's going anywhere right now. But yeah, it's it's so funny. M- meanwhile, like Marvel's over there, like okay, we push back uh, this one movie, but this other one's getting moved up. You know what I mean? Like they're well, they're mean- not canceling or hiding anything they're just reorganizing reshifting and stuff like that do you know to this day there's only ever been one marvel movie that was like big time announced that they pulled back from and that was the inhumans thing and they they moved that about that they moved it to a television show and then the television show was like mediocre and quickly got canceled yeah because it was it was being pushed by someone in the television industry covid uh no, 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 not because of COVID. This was all before that. Are but they I'm still saying, doing the thing with Angelina Jolie? Or was that in humans? What is that? I don't know anything with they Magnificent. Doing, Magnificent Three? No, they were doing a Marvel show with Angelina Jolie where she played a certain, like, Immortals, I think, or something like that. Someone in the comments is going to correct me what it is. But she was out on the stage at D23 about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Immortals. Um, you're not thinking of the one that's still upcoming, is it? No, I'm saying like it might be. I don't remember what the name of it is. What is the name of that show? It's not Inhumans. And then obviously but... the other big kind of up in the air question with Marvel. What was it? Eternals. Marvel Eternals. Eternals. That's Eternals. yeah. That's the thing that I'm trying to think of. Yes. So who did you like, say was it? Share. How the hell did I know that? Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Oh, Angelina Jolie. Marvel's so good at marketing. It's in my brain somewhere. But I literally was going through I words. I was like, Inhumans, Immortals. You said Immortals, and I was like, I think she means, but I couldn't think of what it was, but John nailed it. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. Eternals, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really the same word. This this topic has been Eternal in uh, Will of the Force. Uh, All right, all right. All right, Admiral Dave, uh, aka Indie Dave, on Indie our Dave. Uh, Patreon, just got his uh, mug. Asked you us a question. Sent this with yes, the, uh, and yeah. he has that tauntaun too. You can send it to me, Dave, right. any day. <laughs> Will Disney Yay. try to create? Oh, this is interesting. Did not mean for this to happen, but this was uh, Dave's question. Will Disney try to create an MCU style of crossover shows oh uh, over God. the next few years that lead up to a big event, whereas the characters from all the shows come together for either a movie event or Disney Plus or something, you know, um, or in the theater, something along those lines. So, Dave, um, you managed to predict the future here. Uh, it's like I, did I not knew. Anticipate, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let's uh let's go with uh, John on this one. What do you what do you think? Um, not as directly or 
architecturally as uh, Marvel did it. But like we've talked about, I think you're going to see Baby Yoda cross paths with Rey in like the next trilogy or whatever that continues her story. Because you know in 10 years, they're going to drop a trailer on us showing the return of Rey. And it won't be like her face or anything because then that would have gotten leaked that they filmed with Daisy Ridley. But you're going to see her lightsaber ignite or something. It's going to be a teaser. And it's going to get everyone all amped up again. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. uh, That she's coming back. But they're going to like... That lightsaber, am I right? Right. And they're going to bring like Baby Yoda into that because they know how popular he is. And that ups the uh, draw for that vehicle since they're going to need something without the reliance on like the old uh, cast. Um, So I think they're going to do that sort of thing. But I don't think it's going to be one of those, here's this person show, this person show, this person show. And then we're all going to do the movie. I think it's going to be more like... This character exists here. It makes sense if they cross paths and something happens here. I, I think Star Wars storytelling is a lot different than Marvel storytelling. With the especially the Marvel can do anything with the multiverses. There's so many things they can do and reboot things. Oh, um, the Spider-Man stuff is getting me so pumped. But but Star Wars mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is more of that soap opera thing where it's just like you know we're only there's only one shot we're going to tell this there's no reboots there's no you know we got to make sure this is right so i i don't see them doing that as directly but you are going to see people in other places but it's not gonna be one of those like follow that bird where it's like and now everyone's in this movie together you know? follow that bird what a follow great reference Lacey, i, I love that movie when i was a kid me too um also like all Muppet movies where they all show up, like the Christmas one where they all show up at Christmas and they're yeah. just like hanging out in the fraggle. There's something feel good about Muppets and how they nod. It's always <laughs> That's, a, like that's, that's like one of my favorite puppet. What? It's one of my favorite thirty rock jokes too. Where like Again with the thirty rock? You yeah, gotta watch they, it, John. You got, we are getting into where we're watching season. Haunted Mansion on Monday. They they show <laughs> what a character sees and it is he sees the world as the Muppets so they turn all the main characters on the show into Muppets Muppets for an episode and one of the best gags is uh, he's talking to the Tina Fey character and she's in the room and then she like walks out of the room like a Muppet does you know or whatever like like, yeah yeah. (laughs) and then they cut back to real reality and she she walks out of the room like that (laughs) (laughs) it's so good it's so good Tina Fey is great uh, all right. Um, Lacey, what did you think of the the big crossover? I'm going to be totally lame and say 100% I agree with John. Everything he said is what I think. Hmm. You're well, so I, welcome. <laughs> I, I think that John was saying a couple things because I, I too agree. <laughs> I do agree. Um, I don't think that's, that's going to happen. But I think one of the things that John left out here is that, um, well, he said Marvel can do anything. One thing that Marvel is has done is they've put all of their characters and all of their stories in a in a uh, an era of time that is just kind of like now current time, um, and Star Wars really can't do that. They would have to have like three television shows all taking place in the same era, and people don't want that. I mean, I would think it was cool, and I was like down. I, I would be okay if they did it, but. I really think the the benefit to Star Wars is that they have they have thousands of years to play with, you know what I mean? And I know they generally mm-hmm. stick within this like 60 year span or whatever, but when you look at Marvel, I mean they're they're generally they stick in like 
a 20 year span like it's like right here and all those characters are all kind of all their events and all their movies are all happening at the same time and that just doesn't happen in star wars and i think that's the biggest detriment to this because you you, even if you look at like right now you're never gonna see ewan mcgregor or you're never gonna see obi-wan and dinjarin and cassian andor team up somehow because it just it doesn't work they're they're too far spread apart so um i just don't think it's going to happen and that's un- that's in a way it's unfortunate the only way it would be possible is if they started something new but again they're not going to put like all those tv shows yeah they're not going to do it it's not going to happen unless it is the high republic i mean that's kind of happening in the books but it's not really like live action stuff all right that's it <laughs> For Will of the Force, uh, we are done. Uh, John, I'm going to send it over to you to uh, let everybody know what we're talking about this week. All right. Time for our discussion. Did the Star Wars sequel trilogy borrow more from George Lucas than we thought? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. So before we get into the discussion, I just want to remind everyone that we have Make Solo 2 Happen pins. Boom. That you can buy at teespring.com slash make solo to happen pen. Clever title. Almost like Star Wars Andor. <laughs> but yeah. Spy games. So we had to obviously, you know, front these to have them made. So there's only a certain amount made. So if you support Make Solo 2 Happen, you want to put it on, you know, your jean jacket, your backpack, whatever you have uh, with your, you know, geek gear. Uh, slap it on there because one of the big ways to spread the word about Make Solo 2 Happen outside of the bubble of social media, we already took care of that, is being out there, out and about. So get your pin, slap it on something, and uh, rep it because we got to try and make Solo 2 happen. So check that out. And also uh, the other swag too. Um, all right. So the discussion this week, George Lucas gave Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm story treatments for what would have been his sequel trilogy. In a famous interview with 60 Minutes, he revealed Disney took the treatments, but ultimately told George they weren't going to use them. Uh, the wonderment of George Lucas's sequel trilogy was re-sparked recently when Pablo Hidalgo's Star Wars Fascinating Facts book revealed that Lucas intended on Luke Skywalker dying in his episode 8-2, so, which was a divisive decision among fans. Uh, uh, that happened in The Last Jedi. So let's speculate a bit on um, just how different George Lucas's sequel trilogy would have been based on information we know from interviews, quotes, books, and the lot, and uh, try to paint a picture of what it might have been. Um, obviously, this is going to involve a lot of speculation on our part, so bear with us, but this is why you're here to listen to us, because this is what we do on the podcast. Um, and, and would fans have liked it? Uh, so... Um, I'll kick things off um, just by uh, trying to connect some dots. Um, First, George Lucas's comments about his stories, which were that he gave them to him and they kind of said they weren't going to use them. Um, But then the same... If if Bob Iger just took the sheet and just went like this and put it right into a shredder. No, yeah. (laughs) Like like Barney? I was just picturing that. In uh, How I Met Your Mother, it just goes... Yeah, it's like as he's handing him. George. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) George's yeah, like, but, I'll but. be sure to check these out right away. George is like, I wrote that with a pencil. That's my only copy. <laughs> or 
where it's like the office when when Michael goes, "Did you file those things?" She's like, "You mean the trash can? You told me to file them in the trash right. can." Right. right. <laughs> it's like ro- road trip, uh, Barry about the tape. Did you make a copy? Because if you made a copy, we could watch the copy. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, you know, he said they got rid of his stories, but you know, we've seen you know his um, quotes over the past few years where he kind of trickled things out there. Um, he wanted it to focus on the wills but also how the midichlorians uh, manipulate and create the force and communicate with the wills. But, and that's, that's, I think that's the weird part they wanted to jettison, but the part that brings it home that I think is the good part that maybe the stuff they used is the fact that George Lucas, even in the 60 minutes, 60 minutes interview uh, where he said the whole white slavers thing about Disney. And then he was like, oops, shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> he, he said, what people don't understand is this is a family soap opera. That's all Star Wars is. It's about this one family and these different generations of this family. And I think his intention was to be a little similar to what people wound up doing in the EU and have um, twins uh, of of Han and um, Leia, a girl and a boy, and the boy being the one that you know, turn to the dark side, kind of like a Jason Solo thing, um, because he did indeed have Luke uh, exile on an island and mm-hmm. Phil Shostak from the art department showed a concept arts of Luke looking like an old samurai. And Luke, um, Shostak said that George's idea was Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now, that that old lost colonel who went crazy and they had to go up the river to find him. They wanted Luke to be in that mental space and uh, the girl had to go on this quest kind of like an apocalypse now to go find him. So there's a lot of similarities there. And you know, and you know, it's been documented that Michael Arndt was working with George Lucas to create his episode seven. Michael Arndt has a writing credit for The Force Awakens. So there is that connection there. You know, JJ was involved with Michael Arndt and they kind of passed things along. They probably took things they liked, which was the personable, the personal stuff. Like, okay, so we have the the girl and we have the boy but we're going to twist it up and do a little different though the midichlorian stuff we feel like fans don't like that we're going to push that away so all that stuff george wanted to do we're going to push that away but the human stuff we're going to keep so that's where i'm starting so i think that's where the similarities lie or with the again the people and that sort of thing although they may have twisted it up a little differently than what george wanted so i don't know who wants to pick it up from there james but, um, can that's, go that's my initial thoughts uh, out of the gate <laughs> well Lacey, you always do this to me i would rather hear your thoughts first. <laughs> no you just hit me with like the reverse card in uno <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no draw four <laughs> um so the way i see it is is that first of all i think fans probably would still react the same that they did with the movies we got whether it was george or not I think that they had certain reactions with the prequel trilogy and they're still going to have those reactions with the sequel trilogy no matter who writes them. Um, The stuff about Luke, uh, I remember seeing that from Phil and and reading the stuff from Pablo, which makes sense that they would pull that from George, um, especially because it's Luke Skywalker, which is like the Star Wars character, you know? So it Mm -hmm. makes sense that they would pull those threads from George's story. Um... But again, it kind of, and I'm coming from my own personal perspective on this, of the, from childhood to adulthood of my connection with Luke Skywalker and how I viewed him personally and and connected with that character, I don't think I would have been happy with that character and the way that they wrote him as this guy on an island by himself and then he dies 
because I had a certain view of him. Now, that's to get to be clear. This isn't me saying that George or Ryan Johnson are wrong because it's not my story to tell. I'm just saying from my own personal perspective, I have a certain view of Luke Skywalker. And no matter what they write, unless it's what I have in my head of what I think of Luke Skywalker, I'm probably never going to be happy with what I get. And I feel like that's where a lot of fans lie is like, they're like, oh, well, that's not the Luke that I know. Like, I remember the hashtag not my Luke was floating around a lot after The Last Jedi, which I Mm -hmm. think is just kind of... It's understandable from my own personal perspective, but it's insulting to the people that are writing the story and coming up with these characters and and telling the next phase of where this character goes. Like, again, like we don't own these stories, Um, but it is super interesting as someone that loves film production and video production and the whole idea of concept to actually seeing it on screen. The idea that George came up with these ideas on his own, and they're ultimately the same ideas that everybody hated in The Last Jedi. In the sense of everybody hated, I'm saying a majority of fans were unhappy with it. Like, ranging from diehard fans to fans that are probably more casual that I talk to at, like, work and stuff. All of them said, that's not the Luke I was expecting. So even if Ryan took what George originally had planned i don't think whether george wrote it and directed it or ryan johnson wrote it and directed it fans would have been happy because they have a certain view in their head that they want to see hmm yeah and that's that's interesting yeah i yeah i i was agreeing with you a lot on that but i i will say that i don't know that it do you think that the problem the problem that people had was the fact that Luke Skywalker died, or do you think it was the the negative like version of him that people didn't like? So I think that overall, if I was to put money on this, I would guess that mm-hmm. it's the view of Luke Skywalker ditching his family and friends to go on an island by himself and be negative and be this like down in the dumps, depressing, like I've given up on everything guy. Then mm-hmm. the death part. The death part is sad. No one wants to see their favorite characters die. But the way that he dies is so heroic that you can't be upset with it. Like in the theater, I remember I cheered. Everybody else cheered when he saved the day again as Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and died. And yes, it was sad, but he still was the Luke that I personally had remembered from the original trilogy. I think overall my issues with The Last Jedi with Luke in particular are the she sees him and he's not who she thinks he is which is similar to the same thread that i feel like mark hamill has commented on of this isn't who i think this character is so so that's that's kind of where i was coming at this story is i i think that at the at the core of what we're discussing today it's uh hey Luke Skywalker died in episode eight and fans were mad, but George Lucas was going to put that in anyway. But it's like the path to the death, I think is what more people are upset with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, because I mean, George Lucas wrote that he was a hermit and all this other stuff. My, my question though is would George Lucas's version have been similar and i think that's also part of this discussion which we're talking about you know how much of george lucas's original ideas were were involved in this and when i think about what ryan johnson chose to do with luke's character i think it comes from an explanation of the religion that is the jedi 
Sure. And so he, like, to me, if if you would have told me, you know, in 2004, like, hey, eventually they're going to do episode seven, eight, and nine, <laughs> and Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Leia, are their, their character deaths are going to be showcased in those movies, but the idea is that they're going to be handing them off to the next thing, I would have been like, absolutely, of course. A hundred percent. That's going to happen. We're going to get to see these characters die in heroic ways or whatever. But in but we'll get to meet new characters that rise in the absence of the of their last group of heroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that seems that makes so much sense. But anyway, going back to the um, going back to the exploration of the the Jedi thing is like we we had Obi Wan Kenobi show up an older person in the original trilogy and he dies in the movie and everybody was okay with it because they didn't see the prequels. But you know, we've talked about that, like had the prequels come out and then it's like, Oh, Obi-Wan's going to be in it. This is great. And then they like kill him off in the first movie. People probably would have had a problem with it. Now, granted though, Mm -hmm. the way I kind of look at it is Obi-Wan died. Um, as, as someone, uh, who was still at the top of understanding like from birth, like at the top of understanding his place in that religion. And he understood that religion because he was with all these other fellow people and other stuff. And Luke got into it late and was absolutely on a high. He's like, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm going to be. I found it. Mm -hmm. This is my place. And throughout that original trilogy, yes, he is totally there, but Ryan Johnson understands the the Jedi religion. So he kind of cultivated this idea that like, what if Obi-Wan or what if Mace Windu or what if any of these characters who were great Jedi now were kind of put into the position to explore all of their faults and stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it, and mm-hmm. it turns him into this place where he's like very loyal to the, the Jedi. And he's like, I am a Jedi through and through and I always will be, but I don't know that there should be any more, so I'm making this personal sacrifice. I think if anybody was going to explore the Jedi religion as deeply as Ryan Johnson did, probably would have been George Lucas. George Lucas probably would have explored those ideas of Luke finding out what it really means to be a Jedi and what it takes to be a Jedi and saying, I don't know about all this. So he was either going to show up mm. not a Jedi or he was going to show up a, a a Jedi who has decided maybe not to keep spreading it. Hmm. I, I agree. I, I think George, George Lucas, whether it's on purpose or he just finds himself telling similar stories to George Lucas, I think there would have <laughs> been a m- massive... Yeah parallel mirror to how Luke died to how Obi-Wan died. I think he would have it wouldn't have been one of those projection things. Um he would have left the island, he would have ignited a lightsaber and did some sort of sacrificial moment to protect He would have fought someone, yeah. Yeah, he he would have died in a similar way to Obi-Wan did. He wouldn't go too on the nose with it where he does like a wink or that sort of thing, mm. but it would have been a situation I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going by like how I think George Lucas tells his stories. And I don't know that he would have got, brought himself to some sort of, you know, this force projection twist type of uh, thing. But, you know, um, and, and, you know, that's just me guessing. That's my speculation there. But um, 
Another element to George's story that he, again, he, you know, we've talked about how he contradicts himself. And Mm -hmm. at one point, he said that these characters were going to be the boy and the girl, the Darth Vader grandchildren, the twins or whatever, were going to be like 20 because it wasn't going to be another Phantom Menace situation. And I I think he says those types of things because I still think he takes it very personal how people felt about the Phantom Menace and the reactions to that. So I love the Phantom Menace. And he's a very he's a very sensitive guy. You know, like even in that interview, the 60 Minutes interview, he's still very hurt about how people felt about the prequels. And he's like, I'm just here to tell my stories. And, you know, if people like them, great. But, uh, you know, I'm here to tell the stories. So I, but I do feel like he would have made a reactionary decision with his sequel trilogy different from, based on fan reaction to the prequels. And we saw him do that in the prequels where he kind of phased Jar Jar out a bit. Yeah, if yeah. people love Jar Jar, he would have been a big part in that whole trilogy. He heard the backlash and he dialed him back out, phased him out pretty much. So I think he would have tried to change things for his sequel trilogy. But then you have another part here where he's unquoted saying that the girl in the draft, uh, and this might be from the Pablo book, was supposed to be 14, uh, which is a lot younger than Ray. And then that to me triggers this thing like, I think a big part of the difference in George Lucas's story, let alone the fact that these would have been twins and not two separate people, I don't think it would have been this heavy romance between the two young characters. I think it would have been more of the sibling, I got to save my sibling type of thing, like a Luke and Leia, because I don't think George, whenever he's talking about Star Wars, he doesn't talk about romance and that sort of thing. He's talking about families and the soap opera inside that family. And he How had old to was t- Anakin when he was with Padme, though? Like 18. Mm-hmm. So, but I, he had to tell that story because obviously they had the twins. That that story had to be told because the original trilogy existed. Like the romance in the original trilogy was the side thing between Han and Leia. The sure. main character Luke wasn't involved in a romance, and sure. I still I think he would have done that same thing here. There would have been romance involved in the story some way, but it wouldn't have been the central focus the way like Ray and Kylo Ren were. Uh, so I think there would have mm-hmm. been a big departure there because he he thinks you know this is for kids and stuff he wouldn't have been, like ryan johnson went pretty hot and heavy with the, the last jedi in my opinion he definitely um, did i mean and, kylo and ren then, with his shirt off is definitely not a little kid scene and, yeah and then the <laughs> last the last thing here it, remember that video i was talking about on monday about the promotion for the force awakens and jj yeah. abrams <laughs> got a question from george lucas and mm-hmm. it made jj smirk i have the hopefully this audio works out here i'm gonna play it jj what happened to Darth Vader's grandchildren? Oh, George, this is great. Uh, you tell me, man. You made all this shit up. <laughs> so it's it's almost like a wink to him saying, "Like I wrote Darth Vader's grandchildren into my treatments. I know your script for the Force Awakens. Hey, what happened to Darth Vader's grandchildren? That's why JJ was like, "Oh, George." This is great. You guys. You. So, so I think it's one of those things. And, and you, you know? tell me because he knows. You, right. I know you already wrote that. He right. Already. Exactly. So I think that was kind of like looking back now, that that little exchange there means a lot more because I really do think George was going to focus on, um, and the EU fans would be happy about that, the grandchildren of Darth Vader uh, being you know two of them. Uh, and that being the main story, like fighting for your sibling and, and that sort of thing. And um, I don't know. I think that, that I think that is the main what the main difference would have been. 
And then you wouldn't have had this whole Ray Nowhere thing and stuff and, you know, yeah. Ray Nobody and who is she? And I think that's where things get different. I think it has to be recognized as well that if George made these movies, the whole argument of this person doesn't understand this character would be thrown out the window, which we see a lot of Star Wars fans online is, oh, he didn't understand Luke and they didn't understand Han and that Leia would never do this and this doesn't make sense. And you can't do that when it's George Lucas. So I feel like that argument would be just completely different. Yeah. That that that's true. That that problem. I guess so. Exist. But they did just that. with those in particular. I think you would have people say he got old and lost his way or something. <laughs> Pro- but they you- did that to Lawrence Kasdan too. They're like, oh, they- Lucasfilm doesn't understand Solo. That's not Solo. But yeah, but those, they, they, <laughs> honestly, like, you know, you know what though about that? <laughs> yeah. About that, honestly, a tangent. Those idiots probably don't even know that Lawrence Kasdan wrote Empire or Return of the Jedi. Or the Force Awakens, and they're just they just see this like the shark with the eyes rolled back. It's Disney. It says Disney on it. Stinks, you know. It like Solo is like the most friggin' George Lucas Star Wars movie they could have made post George Lucas. It it, it drives me nuts when people just say it's so. John is about to punch out anyone who insults Lawrence Kasdan. It's just a fact, though. I mean, it, <laughs> he wrote the best Star Wars movies. Like, what are you talk? What are they talking about? Including Mike Tyson, who is the boss in Punch Out. Yeah. yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. Um, um, do you, so, do you? Well, first, any thoughts on what I said in regards to that deviation in terms of maybe it wouldn't be much of a romance, and well, you know what his well, focus quick, would I wanted be? To, but I wanted to cover too why I thought why I said I disagree with the thing because George Lucas came after the Force Awakens a little bit about because they did too much of like an homage to you know he goes ah they just kind of did the same thing again which is fine and I understand it but I would have done things a lot differently right so I I don't necessarily know that he would have um, done some of the stuff that you were saying as like a, a wink to Obi Wan and kind of like it paralleled the same thing that's or fair. Not. Sure. I mean, I know he does this whole like it rhymes or whatever, but I, I think that has been blown out of proportion. I definitely think I agree. that the prequels definitely did not like re like retell the story of the original trilogy in any way, and they definitely had their own thing. So I I I don't think that the, that we would have seen um, winks like that. Like, oh, it played out the same way, wouldn't you know it? And that would be more of like a fans thing where they like you know take two screenshots and put them next to each other and go, it's a beautiful piece of art that they planned out. No, you know? Yeah, right. And yeah. I don't mean like a, oh, wow, that's an obvious wink. But I mean, I can yeah. see where, Luke where, going out in the same sacrificial way. Whereas I do think, I do think the, the Disney era sequel trilogy movies did intentionally sort of play into the like, oh, it rhymes. Look how it's familiar. Look how it's the same. Where While still being very yeah. different, I think like if one was like 60% that, George would have been like a 20% that, you know, like they just kind of leaned a little bit in that direction. Um, but uh, but about the romance and stuff too. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I've never been one of the people that's like romance is a big part of star Wars. Where's the romance? Um, I understand the, the story of Anakin and Padme, but I think that is because that had to happen. Um, whereas like the story of Han and Leia was just kind of 
there. It just kind of existed. And then you wanted to tell the story of how Darth Vader became who he became. Well, he became because he loved and lost his love. So you, there's going to be love in that story inherently, whereas the Han and Leia stuff was there. So I, I also agree that I, I don't think George Lucas would have necessarily leaned on any sort of romance in the sequel trilogy either. Whereas I think like Disney, not that they don't understand the characters or the stories or anything like that, because people will argue all day that the romance is a Star Wars thing. But I do think they they thought that's an element that we need to have, you know, somewhere in this. And it's just unfortunate that they, that it was like the main characters and it could have easily just been, you know, side characters like I mean, it still could have been like Ray and Poe or whatever, but it could have been the Poe and Finn thing or whatever. Like if you wanted to tell a story of romance, you could have told it adjacent to the main protagonist and antagonist you know it didn't have to be that but anyway it's all sidestep well, i'm yeah, trying and, to compare and, to and if he disney's it, version versus what maybe george lucas's version would have been if he if he kept it as darth vader's grandchildren and it was the one went dark one went light and those are your main i mean there's obviously not going to be a romance there unless george is like well the game of thrones is pretty interesting um <laughs> so hey I knew they were brother and sister when I had him kiss an empire. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> He's like, spoiler, uh, surprise <laughs> twist here. No, but, but he, I think he would have had romance in his trilogy, but like we're saying, it would have been other developed characters um, uh, getting involved in that way or, or, or something, something or other. I don't know. Lacey, what do you think? I think that George definitely would have had romance somewhere. I don't know if it would have been the forefront story like you guys are saying. I think it would have been kind of like an aside, like yeah, the main character. No, that's finds, what I'm saying. Yeah, right, finds saying. love yeah. along yeah. the way. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Um, okay. But I think that ultimately, if we're comparing it to what we got, the reason that it seems so awkward in the sequel trilogy, the romance side of things, and it seems so in your face is because at the same time, I don't think they fully went for it. I think they only went like one third for it. And then the rest of the time they were like, eh, I don't oh, know, we're going to dial I, it back. I agree completely. So I, I feel like mm-hmm, if George yeah. was going to do it, he would have made it like an off to a, the side thing so that if it didn't, if it wasn't so in your face it wouldn't seem like a failure like it did in the sequel trilogy. Like, I yeah. feel like if they had gone full for it, it would have, we would be having a different conversation right now. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of... It, it existed, and it's there, and sure. Kylo Ren clearly... Um, Has feelings for Rey. Yeah, wanted to be with her or found himself being drawn to her. She and maybe, both the actors think that too, yeah. She may be less so, and but he it was clearly there with him. But, like they didn't press their foot on that. And it's, you know, in The Force Awakens, there's no romance, no romantic chemistry there. It's the only ten- when you read into it, yeah. The, yeah, the tension builds up in The Last Jedi. I, I think fans latched onto it and really cooked it up and, and, and built it up more so than it was actually on the pages. Um, and maybe they... Sh- Lucasfilm should have done that and then the payoff in the end would have felt more heartbreaking but it fell flat when right. they kissed because it would have been like because I remember when you and I were watching it at the premiere oh sweet break um, I go like when the kiss happened I was almost like a pen in my mind is like oh there it is there that is 
there's the there you go uh, thing so as someone that is a Raylo that was like totally like 110% in like wanting to see it happen what I got for the rise of Skywalker when that kiss happened I was like oh no because immediately I just thought first of all this isn't that romantic and second of all this only means a bad thing will come uh, after this I and- it, it was almost like I already <laughs> saw him fall to the ground after when it happened I was like there's the kiss. Just everything and about it. I they was played like, it in reverse, John. <laughs> 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 it's just everything about it. Like when we watched it, I remember. And like, <laughs> John, I remember what happened. You kind of looked at me really quick. And I remember just being so like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, it, this is not going to go well. It's like, all right, check. They kissed and <laughs> check. He's dead. And yeah. he's dead. <laughs> so, so, so to be clear here, I, I think we've gotten a little off topic of, of like, you know, Raylo and stuff like that. Cause I don't think that's necessarily where we were going. Well, we're saying, George, I, yeah, to get back to it. Yeah. George probably wouldn't have heavily centered his story on. a romance, Yeah. So. I, I, I do want to throw out there though. Cause we had that ask the resistance question on Monday and we were talking about the diet and stuff. And I think, I, I, I really think that that is George, that is JJ's trying to, to, to save the fact that none of it was romantic. Um, and I think it's like, it's very, it's very hard to ride that line and replace what he came up with, but it is really interesting to think of like, I haven't done this, but it would be a fun way to look at it is go back and rewatch force awakens and the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker, watch that, rewatch that, and just understand that every single time they're in the room with each other, the force is pulling them together somehow and they can't explain what it is, but, but it's not romantic, but they just have this feeling. And it's weird because we didn't, we, we don't have an explanation for the term dyad. We, nobody, no fan would have come up. I would like to hear what George Lucas says. They'll explain that they were connected in the force in some sort of, you know, unseen power that's made up that no fan would have come up with. So the only thing our brains are able to connect with is it's clearly romance that they're feeling mm-hmm. they they feel love and sexual attraction towards each other or something along those lines mm-hmm. and it's like jj is i think in the last movie trying to say no that wasn't the case but it's too far gone at this point so they had to like play into and, both both and you know? to that to that point james um we need to go back yeah you know, they could have been doing a lot of pulling from George's stories in terms of, you know, people like, wow, it was really gutsy for Ryan to kill Luke. And, you know, when Ryan in his documentary, he's like, I just thought that was the right choice for the character to make. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you also read those treatments and apparently George Lucas was doing the same thing. So that probably made you feel a little more confident to make the move. Yeah. If the guy who created Star Wars did the same thing. So, you know, thanks for being brave, Ryan. But, you know... I would and do Disney, this. I would feel know. more confident doing it if George Lucas did the same thing too. Disney um, was very confident in the last. They Jedi. felt really good about that. They felt yeah, so I think good about that movie. But I think they, had, they like, were more pumped on that than Force Awakens, and they 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 pushed Force Awakens big. But I think but, they were like, "How are people going to react to this?" They love the like, Force Awakens, and they're like, "Sweet, we got the next one. It's gonna be amazing." The marketing was more than the Force <laughs> Awakens for the Last Jedi. I felt we've already signed right for three more movies. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. love it. And, it's and gonna Lacey, be 
like you said about the the covid card before with the pr move they had the george card and they're like if people really flip out about this at any time we want we can drop george's pages on the on the table and be like look at page 76 george lucas had luke skywalker die in the second movie Just mention it, yeah yeah um so i don't know the the, the one last thing i kind of and and you know uh cheers to the directors because they could be falling on their swords to protect you know the treatments disney's probably like we don't want people to know how much of george's stories we borrowed because we want them to think that we're able Mm -hmm. to make our own ideas which is another thing i'll get into later but um what how do you guys think george lucas would have handled uh carrie fisher's death that's the last thing i'd like to bring up because he even said in that 60 Minutes interview, he's like, one of the reasons I didn't want to do this trilogy is, you know, um, I'm 70. I don't know if I'll be here when I'm 80. Uh, he's like, every decade, the chances get lower. That's like the most George Lucas thing to ever say. <laughs> but he he said, you know, I don't know if I wanted to make, I wanted to do other things and make other films. Um, so it's almost like George Lucas wanted to do these movies, but he felt like he didn't have time, which is kind of sad because he's still here and he would have done it, right? But like... If Carrie died and he she he gave her her first big role and stuff like how do you think he would have handled her death would he have done something similar to how they did it or do you think he would have wrote her out and this is obviously pure speculation out. but you know I think he would have wrote her out yeah yeah I don't yeah I don't know guys that that's tricky because that's a tough I'm, one I remember yeah. I remember post or uh, pre the rise of Skywalker and we were very much like all right let's look at every possible option PR wise all this other stuff and doing what they did was like ultimately it's one of those things where like a certain percentage of people are never going to agree and we are aware of that but still this is this was probably the best way it could have been done so to say that George Lucas would have done anything else might have been saying that he would have done something the the wrong way. I don't want to say that, but like the less pleasing way for general audiences. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I, I feel like what they did with Rise of Skywalker is like the best they yeah, could have done in the yeah. bad situation. Yeah. And so you got to think that George Lucas would be smart enough to be like, well, what's the, what's the best possible outcome where we could please 80% of people with this. Every other option is going to be 79% or lower. It's like right. they went with the 80%. I think George probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. I, I do want to go on record though, that the, what I've heard of George Lucas's trilogy, just the same way as Colin Trevorrow's movie, I, I feel like I can look at it and go, there's some weird stuff in there that maybe would have been bad. But I think overall, I would have enjoyed said movie. Same thing about Rise of Skywalker. There's some weird stuff in it, stuff that I don't right. understand, yep. stuff that I hope they'll figure out. But I would like it. I, I think I would have enjoyed George Lucas's sequel trilogy, even if they were like, even if he came up straight to me and he's like, dude, it's going to be wild. Yeah, like, yeah. We're we're gonna go into the middle midichlorians. It's gonna be Doctor Strange and Ant Man all over the place, <laughs> like, yeah. and we're gonna get into some really weird psychedelic stuff. And I would have been like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you know what? It it probably would have been something, and you know he would have had all that technology at his fingertips. Um, think about George Lucas and its innovation. Uh, you know, add twenty years to it. 
um, from when he made the prequels, you know, and what he could have come thought up and come up with. And it is sad in a way because here he still is. And sometimes people talk about him. Like someone had a tweet the other day. They're like, I bet George would encourage people. It might have been Phil Shostak. He was like, I bet George would encourage people to go out and vote right now. I'm like, George? <laughs> like people talk about George Lucas like he's dead. He's still yeah, alive. Yeah. He's around. He's still doing things. So it's like it is. It makes me a little sad knowing that he probably does have that like hurt in his heart that he he didn't get to like finish. It's like Monty Python. I'm not dead yet. Right. Yeah. Like, did, did I, he... I like I like that a lot. Like like get just remember guys what Arnold Schwarzenegger would have done. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like, right, I'm right here. I'm making another Terminator movie. Um, but yeah, it's like he didn't get to finish his story. And, you know, people always say like, oh, well, you know, we feel bad. Carrie, you know, passed on. She didn't get to finish the trilogy. It's like George is here and he saw another trilogy get made from his baby. Uh, and that's got to be tough. And he, you know, good for him to like stay, stay out of it. And he's like, when you break up with someone, he even said, like, you don't call them. You don't go to their house to see what they're up to. You cut it off and you move forward. And look at like Colin Trevorrow. He was just supposed to do one movie and he was bitter enough to put out his script. George Lucas is a good man. And I, it's sad that he didn't get to make his movies, but I completely understand why he made those choices from the fan backlash to the prequels, not thinking he'd be around to do it. It's just one of those things, you know. You don't like to look and say, oh, the what ifs, but having this discussion just makes me think about that. Like, you know, we probably would have saw some George Lucas, some cool stuff. And I still love the sequel trilogy. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I think I probably would have loved all things. And maybe in another dimension somewhere, there is that George Lucas like trilogy. But George Lucas is like, it's like, you know, you just move on. You just do other things. And Colin Trevorrow's over there playing Everybody Hurts and he's crying as he hits send. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, someone leaked this to Collider. Yeah, yeah. it it is funny. I was thinking about that earlier. Like George Lucas did not handle his scripts the way that Colin Trevorrow did. You know what I mean? Colin Trevorrow was like, "Oh, they made a completely different movie. Here's what I would have done." George Lucas is like, "I'd have done it differently, but you'll never know." But what That's you what don't I mean. know is Bob he didn't shredded like, yeah. the other copy. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the, one, the only copy he has written in pencil. That's right. He he's afraid that if he were to rewrite it again, it would be all different. So he's like, "Oh, just whatever." Um, yeah, it's just he's just I, I'm the, gonna, he, he's a classy guy. George Lucas is a classy dude. I'm going to ask you guys something. I think you'll know where I'm going with my pre-question before the real question. But you guys know how they sometimes like release like new Michael Jackson CDs and new Prince CDs, and new Tupac CDs like after yeah. they're long gone. You think we're ever going to get works that movies that George Lucas created after his death? Why are we killing George Lucas, man? No, I'm just saying. You brought it up. I'm still here. I wasn't even thinking about George Lucas <laughs> what dying voice until is you were that? like, "That was Lawrence Kasdan more than anybody else." I don't know why what? I did that. Was that Lawrence Kasdan? <laughs> no, like, I, I didn't think mean she for just it to thinks come out all like, that, like <laughs> old, old man are voices or <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan. I'm I still mean, here, you whippersnapper. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to come out that way. It kind of came out like a Lawrence Kasdan. It didn't sound anything like <laughs> me. Um. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. I think George Lucas is a—he's a very controlling guy, like JW told us. He would not let. I think when he, George Lucas dies, it's over. Like he's taking all of his stuff with him. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those movies where like, everything deletes. <laughs> that was like a, like an Egyptian mummy. <laughs> like no, oh, you mean like uh, in the Dark Knight where he hits the button and all the yes, stuff goes away? Everything yeah, deletes. Yeah, I, I think George Lucas is that way. Where and that's why he he he, he said like I I could have gotten involved even after I sold it, but I would have just mucked everything up and I didn't want to be looking over people's shoulders because when I made my movies and I handed off my movies, Empire and Jedi, to different directors, there I was over their shoulder. And he's like, I, I don't want to do that. So I, I don't see George Lucas wanting to hand more stuff off and be like, hey, I had this other stuff. Especially when he had that weird interview with, that awkward interview with Anthony Carboni on the TFA red carpet where he's like, I'm making movies, but no one's ever going to see them. Yeah. And Anthony Carbone is like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I mean, that's what makes me ask the question is I know he's probably somewhere working on these movies and he's doing these full like two hour. He's just in his backyard for the camera. Just Skywalker Ranch. People like, I don't know, man. I mean, I think if you'd be regularly visiting like productions with actual actors and stuff and they're like, oh, I worked on this thing, but they can't talk about it. Like they all know. Yeah. Yeah. Like and George he just has Lucas one copy on Laserdisc at his house. George Lucas already had the volume in his in his house. He it was his and bedroom. He, yeah. He almost he's already that been, slip on gallery. He's like, "I have, I mean, this is cool." Yeah. He's like, "When I created the volume and gave it to John, I mean, um, you know." It's like, uh, oh, All right. Could you imagine um, John Favreau like being invited and he's like, "Hey, I heard you're getting ready to do a show. I'm going to give you this technology. He's like, I'm going to let you take credit for it and everything. You just have to let me show up to your set with Starbucks and I saw, about stuff. I saw what you guys were doing with the Jungle Book, and I just thought, nah, they're off. They're doing it wrong. 20 years ago. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> they're doing it wrong. They, they, I'll, I'll just give it to them and send them on the right path. All right. Well, <laughs> that's our thoughts on... Uh, George. George's sequel trilogy, you know, and if we find out more information or more quotes come out, or if George Lucas talks about it, we'll we'll revisit it, of course. But if he wants to come on the podcast, you know, yeah, yeah, the huge. Um, so let us know what you think about our thoughts and our speculation on George Lucas's uh, sequel trilogy. Uh, the little that we know about it. We try to connect some dots, but hit us up in the comments uh, on the YouTube video. Uh, shoot us a tweet at RBATSWNN. Uh, any way you want to get in touch with us um, and let us know your thoughts uh, in the comments and, and there and uh, everywhere else. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that discussion. But now we are going to hear from you uh, in uh, Resistance Transmissions. So Lacey, what's going on? Guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> So you guys know how this works. Every week, John puts out puts out a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And you guys give your answers. And I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what the situation is. And I read them live right now. And we see what happens. Last week, you guys had me cracking up. Couldn't even get through it. So let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. So the scenario is Han Solo wasn't convincing with his reactor leak story, but it could have been worse. What is a worse Han? What is a worse story Han could have given the Empire over the intercom to blow their cover? (laughs) All right. First up is Ben at BL Hatton five eight five, and he said, "Corporate accounts payable." Nina speaking. Just a moment. (laughs) Oh yeah. 
Uh, is that office space? Yes. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. <laughs> up next is OT Nix at This Is Nix. Hey, Nix. Uh, and they said Han Solo. Uh, everything is under control. Situation normal. We're all fine here now. Thank you. What sound? Oh, no, it's nothing. Just me learning how to play the Valachord. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> you learn from your mentor. Next I'm rereading up. Aftermath, by the way, mm-hmm. and they mentioned the Valachord as something that uh, Tim and Wexley and his father used to do on a regular basis. Oh, really? And, yeah, and I was like, oh, like, I don't know if you guys know the story or not, but his dad went away and was brainwashed and all this other stuff, but... Yeah, it was something that him and his dad used to do. And I was like, this is way before Solo, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Next up is Josh Turble at J J Man 76474. Turnbull? Turnbull. Turnbull. Oh, okay. I thought you said Turble. I no. thought you were saying without an N. Charles Barkley says terrible. <laughs> Turble. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That tweet is terrible. (laughs) Han said, hey, we just saw an old man trying to sneak his way to the tractor beam control room. So you guys should probably head there instead of coming here. Uh, I'm not trying to deflect you or anything, but but you know. And then the controller said, we're sending a squad to your location. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) So I I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to step on anybody else's here, but that very similar to that was my first initial reaction. The worst thing he could say, which would be like, um, undercover people wearing stormtrooper outfits. (laughs) And then immediately like, no, wait, that's true. That's us. (laughs) That's literally what is happening. What am I doing? Next up is Mark at duh underscore kind underscore awakens, a.k.a. the kind of vacants. Mm. And Mark said, Han, just doing some target practice and hitting every target as we usually do. We even found the droids we were looking for. So situation normal. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Does it smell like up dog in here? Officer, <laughs> what's up dog? Han, nothing. What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I know that from the office. Yes, yeah, so do I. Yeah. When he messes up the whole time, he keeps messing yeah. it up. Next up is Adam Odal at Odal Adam. Hey, Adam. And he said, hi, this is Han Solo, formal Imperial, former Imperial pilot until I got kicked out of the Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> until I got kicked out of the Imperial Academy for having a mind of my own. Anyway, I'm here for Luke Skywalker I'm here with Luke Skywalker and Chewie trying to break out Princess Leia. Do you think there's any chance you could prep a shuttle for us out of here? Mm. Probably not the way you want to go. <laughs> Probably no. not. Yeah. Next up is John M. at Star Wars Dude 65. Hey, John. And John said, hi. Um, Are you aware that your um extended warranty on the Death Star is about to expire? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty important. That's good. And last but not least is Josh Hull at Incredible Hulk. That is good. That's a good name, Josh. He spells he, it with his last name, Hulk. H- did he come up with that? Oh, okay. What? Incredible Hulk? He did with the two L's, so his name is in there. Hmm. You don't think that's clever? May- that like feels like something Luke? you could have had a nickname in um, like in high school or something. Like Middle when you school. get like your Letterman jacket and you got a name or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, could be Incredible clever. Hulk. Like a bigger Hulk. Like bigger Luke, isn't it? Like Luke. Yeah, but that's two U's. Uh, 
All right, Josh. What's up, Josh? He said, don't come down here. Just Someone just said they were going to blow up the bathroom like it was Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are Home Depot bathrooms known for incidents? I No, I just think that... No, no. I don't know. I don't. Josh is telling us a very personal story. It reminds me of Family Guy where they said like libraries are where homeless people go to BM. All right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? All right. I just think he like picked a Guys. random spot. <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of the show. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and then look out for this situation from John. But yeah, that's it. Back to you, John. Josh just Hulk smashing home improvement store bathrooms. <laughs> just absolutely annihilating toilets and home improvement bathrooms. All right. All right. Hmm. All right. Moving forward. A lot of Chipotle for Josh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. So uncomfortable. Joke. Go. That was a crappy joke. Sorry. Uh. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We appreciate it. Um, make sure you do subscribe to the show. You can do that on YouTube, um, Spotify, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're, we're actually seeing a lot more people uh, make their way over to Spotify out of the audio listeners. So uh, very yeah. cool because uh, it's an easy way to fire it up if you have Spotify. It's very quick and seamless. Uh, so uh, very cool. So do, do subscribe to the show because as we were just saying, a week from tomorrow, we're also bringing back the Mando Fan Show. And that is also going to be on the podcast platforms. So you're going to get the live stream of it uh, Friday night, but then it's going to hit the podcast feeds after that for anyone who wants to catch up via just the audio. You don't want to see our faces. You don't want to see the Pedro Pascal scale. I get it. You want the audio? There, You're going to get it there. Who would not um, want to see you, John? Oh, you see I'm wearing the TRB hat today? How's your head feeling? Tight. It's pretty tight. But, um, yeah. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. What's that, James? I said that was tight. That's tight. Yo, that's tight. Yo, that's tight. <laughs> um, did we talk about Teespring? Teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast. Yeah, we did. We talked about the pins before, uh, but we got Mando Fan Show shirts. We got the resistance broadcast shirts. Uh, we don't sell James's golf gear, but uh, <laughs> we do have a lot of uh, cool stuff over there. Um, uh, like we said before, the Mixed Little Two Happen pin and maybe some other stuff coming down the line. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Uh, we'll be back with you on Monday morning. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay Star Wars. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and as always, we'll see you around, kids. <laughs>